0: The Shape of Work podcast series is back. On this episode, joining us today is Sandeep Kumar, the Senior Plant Operations Manager of Rich Product Corporation. Hi, Sandeep. How are you feeling today? Uh,
1: hi, Prashant. I'm very energetic and very, you know, very exciting. It's, it will be a really exciting talk with the, uh, this thing, it will so be the first kind of
0: thing for me to go with. That's so great. Yeah. So, um, Sandeep, rather before we getting into conversation, to set some context, can you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself, uh, your career journey till now?
1: Yeah, sure, Prashant. I will definitely. So uh, basically, uh, I belong to uh, Madhya Pradesh, Jabalpur, and I did my entire qualification from Jabalpur, that is Government Engineering College, Jabalpur, in 2005. And thereafter, I joined Crownton greaves Limited as an industrial engineer and worked there for around one year, and then. I got an opportunity at ACC, Cement, as an assistant manager production. Then I did again uh, for one year and came back to pool at RPG Enterprises. And for RPG, I was there around seven years, in which I learned a lot of things with respect to leadership capabilities, my technical capabilities, handling the people's new projects, you know, an entire shop floor activity. And suddenly I go, again got a very good opportunity to, you know, uh, come down and work at an FMCG Industry, that is Cadbury and mondlis foods in 2013 i started working with mondelis foods godrej plant as an assistant manager uh, operation excellence and then in mondelis i was there for around 5 years and again I shifted to about abbott pharmaceuticals uh, himachal pradesh baddi for that was a very short stint for my career uh, then again, I shifted from there to Rich Product Corporation, Pune. Uh, and currently I'm with Rich Product Corporations and heading as a plant operation manager for the site. And uh, here, and RPC is a global organization in manufacturing of, you know, toppings, whipped topping creams, uh, sauces, and gravies. And we are a market leader for that in India as well as uh, entire globe. And really this journey is very exciting for me because here I am learning lots of new things. Lots of new initiatives, people management skills, everything I am learning, I have learned so far of my career, and a little bit also I'm deploying here. So, very, really, very excited.
0: Okay, okay. So, that's amazing. So, to sum up, it's like 15 plus of industrial experience, right?
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: And thanks a lot, Sandeep, for taking us through your career and the fact that have been in the industry for over a decade now. So, what are the three most important leadership lessons you've learned along the journey?
1: Yeah, uh, a yeah, very good question, Prasan, Because you know, uh, leadership skills plays a very important role when you are heading towards you know in the life when you are heading towards and taking a vertical growth. Because in the journey, lots of people gets along with you. And at my current position, where uh, you know I am heading up as and plant operation team, so the the entire crew size is around around seventy to seventy six. And the very if I pick top three lessons which I have learned. Uh, throughout my career or, which, or what I have got from my mentors and my leaders first is you know trust so you need to build a very good trust among your team and equally the team also wants to have a good trust on you as a leader because at every then and now they look at you basically in very critical situation teams look really look at you so that you not only you not only help them out but you also you have to also make them comfortable to bring out them from their critical situation and to make them comfort so the very first thing is you know trust second thing is you know the biasness as a leader you cannot be biased every leader uh, which i have learned from my mentors and you know seniors and from industrial experience the biasness that that kills leadership skills so once you are in leadership position you need to kill the biasness so that everybody who is working inside you or in, under your portfolio should feel a very equal opportunity for them. So that, you know, every task, every assignments, growth and everything comes a very in a very good shape once there is no biasness inside your team. And third one is, you know, believing. So trust and believing is a very you know synonyms for each other. But I take it as in separate for both of these because once the trust is there, definitely uh, you are, you know, you can uh, rely on your team members and on the other side, team also relies on you. And when you start believing on that trust, then result come automatically or results automatically comes down to your table. So it is nothing like that. You need to put down some extra effort in that. No, the trust, believe and biasness. These are the three important and critical factors. Which really helped down to me, and to build a very good rapport with my team. And now we are working as a one team and one dream, which we call it as it in our organization. And believe me, these three important factors really helping me out to build the career of my team members. And equally, I am also getting benefited to come down from every critical situations. And we are delivering our best for the organization. Parallelly, building the capability of my people. And I am also learning on that
0: Okay, so its transparency that is trust biasness and belief that was yeah. so insightful santhi yeah and we are all aware of the repercussions of the pandemic also extremely curious about the post pandemic effect in manufacturing industry and in this scenario do you think a hybrid model could be a way forward in the future
1: uh, yes, Prasan, because, you know, the pandemic situation was really very, uh, in a very unprecedented time and situation for everyone, not only in India, not only in our manufacturing industry. Entire globe was turned into that. And in pandemic situation, really, uh, you know, one thing which we as a team came to learn that nothing is impossible. Because before pandemic, nobody has thought that manufacturing industries could also uh, work from home as an option. So, yeah, hybrid situation and hybrid model is definitely a favorable condition for manufacturing industries because, you know, in the current uh, model before pandemic, we were only focused on, you know, group of people working on the shop floor and we were not in the mood of automations. We were not leveraging the technical advantage. We were very shy to give work from home to the operations guy because work from home was something like which was only being liberated by the office people, you know, like office staffs managerial staff but but in the pandemic we learned one thing that nothing is impossible because in the current situation of pandemic we also provided work from home facility to our software colleagues also. So what we did we prepared a very very hybrid model as you told and in hybrid model we keep everyone informed from different functions we prepared a very unique model in which every functions came down and supported uh, you know the irrespective of functions. And really this with this we came to know that capability building is such a tool which is not limited and restricted to only a function because in the pandemic situation uh, the person like who is working in our logistic department also came down and supported in the operations team as in production uh, engineer. Oh. A maintenance team who was really working in the, inside the tool room came down and work, worked as an you know shift engineer and provided everything what we were required at that time of uh, as in that time. And we, with this, we were, we were able to provide work from home facility to lots of our uh, software associates. So definitely as an organization, we should look forward for a hybrid model. One thing, second thing is that every industry should focus on uh, automations because automation is the only thing which can, you know, through which you can uh, make people out of the business. Not, not cutting down the head downs, but leveraging all that kind of situations which we face in pandemic. So going forward, I think these are the two important factors which every industry as in practice should follow. That is hybrid model, second is automation is much required at the time. And we are working very aggressively on that part.
0: Okay. Okay. Nice. Thank thank you once again, Sandeep, for sharing your thoughts on this. So automation and hybrid, hybrid model is the way forward. And continuing with my questions is, how do you fill this gap of workforce shortage in the industry since the pandemic? And what recruitment challenges did the industry face during that time?
1: Uh, yes, Prasant, recruitment challenges were there because, you know, in every industry, uh, people were running out of the situations and, you know, people were also leaving the organizations basically of, because of two What is fear factor. Because at back home, everybody, uh, their parents were calling down to the to their home second is that high level of attrition was also there people were jumping here and there yes sir. so uh, one thing we realize as an organization as an rpc and we really believe in that culture because we are our one of our you know values is that we have to you know we have to deal everyone each and every associate like as a family member so uh one thing which we highly focused during the pandemic situation was the care c-a-r-e care and we okay. use that tool to avoid any kind of filtration. so we made a pool of people over in the organization with some senior people over there some along the shop floor team and we start keeping track of each and every family members and their associates and their friends and whomsoever who was in the difficult time we were there to help them as an organization irrespective of whether he was an on roll or off roll. so we uh, at that time we really, we really you know won the heart of our associates and we could minimize the attrition rate. So I'm not telling that attrition will be eliminated. But one thing which an organization should always remember that in this tough time, when your really your associates need your support, every organization should think in that level because these are the really tough time. And by the help of that, we would able to manage our attritions. But yes, there were some attrition which were less than 5% and we were able to manage very, very easily because uh, as I told you that. Uh, we also adopted the hybrid model so for example let's say one positions were vacant so we were having a ready second person within the organization to fulfill that gap for a certain time and period and once the thing was stabilized we came back to the normal so but the important lesson we learned as an organization is in this tough time our associates really you know they really look look at us, us look at us or organization to give us a full support to provide them a full support so that they can be very they can be very free in terms of all that's so a mindset that if I leave something, will family hai, so, we, so we eliminated all that, you know, fear factor from their mind and you will not believe in that period our attrition rate was zero for uh, our Pune plant. And this was really one of the achievement we were presenting as a case study for to the global platform also.
0: Okay. Okay. That was explained very well in detail, Sandeep. So I have one more question with respect to attrition and uh, retention. Yes. So, yeah. Given the substantial shortages in its workforce and recruiting abilities, minimizing attrition is absolutely critical for manufacturing companies. Mm-hmm. And in your opinion, what is the best way for an organization to do this? Like, how can the retention rate of the employees can be increased?
1: Right. So I th- I think uh, Prashant, I told uh, you earlier also that retention rate is something that, you know, people only look for a job and he or she feel that first thing that see, he or she is not secured in the organization and second thing is a future perspective. So if both of these of these things can be taken care in a very scientific approach and in a very methodological approach in a very structured approach, then I think retention can be avoided. So uh, you need to be very careful that the associates who are working with you, they are equally equipped with everything what they needed. Second, they are very much clear that they what they want to be in next three years And your roadmaps are open to them. You know, you you cannot hide with them. So you need to be very open with them that after three years, this is the opportunity which they're going to give you. If you are comfortable with this and this assignments or looking at your growth and equally you have to perform for to achieve this. If these two things can be clear to uh, she or he, I think any organization can retain their talent because if you ask me, I will also look for a job when I will feel that I'm not secured over here or second looking down five-year line I don't have any opportunity in the organization I'm not growing yeah. so it's like you know uh, very recently I was going through a book by Indra Nui my one life in full by Indra Nui text pepsi co-chairman she also tell that ki, you need to take care of your associate like a family member because you they need your support and you know sometimes people change their mind despite of getting a very good opportunity in the market so if you're uh organization's ability is to take care of, the, of associate in terms of end-to-end responsibilities like his or her future uh, her family responsibilities a uh, uh, proper space for his family a uh, proper work-life balance you know to move forward then all these things you know you can uh take advantage or to to you know to block their mindset to going further for a job change or what uh, because ultimately if he, if he or she will move to next jobs The same environment will they will be also getting there also So again. They will switch on switch on switch on. So why not to rather retain our talent by doing all these things exercises and it it really very 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 helpful for any organization to retain the talent. If you are following this path for me. I think this was the you know approach we followed in our organization and I am continuously working with my team to understand all their issues their future perspective. you know their uh, their growth pattern, uh, their market. What is their market value, and what we are giving? So we need to find out a very good balance between them, so that they can feel free to discuss with me. I am looking for a change. So that trust you need to build on your associate. When when your one of your team member come to you and uh, he or she asks, sir, I am looking for a change, or I am going to uh, going for an interview for this in this position because I feel that I am not being taken care by the organization or what. So we need to avoid all this situation. And I think this is the way in which we can, you know, really attract the talent and really we can retain the talent in uh,
0: organizations. That was explained so well. And uh, employee-centric is your uh, main strategy to uh, keep them uh, retained. And my next set of uh, questions will be more into employee engagement. Mm -hmm. So... Do you feel the manufacturing industry must vastly improve its ability to create and foster engage engaging work environments, as this could be a challenge considering the different geographies of the organization? According to you, what are the ways by which this kind of environment could be fostered?
1: Right. So I think engagement is one of the very key activities. You know, if an organization could succeed to do that, you have you have you know you have won the half the battle. So in our industry we can leverage the tool that is like tpm total productive management so with this tool uh, tpm tool it is designed in a way in which every associate feels engaged in day-to-day activity because here in the you know in this tool we have a very hybrid structure like overlapping structure we have a trios ways of working we have a dlm ways of working we have a wlm ways of working in which each and every associates who are working on the shop floor is equally accountable and responsible for their day-to-day deliveries to win the day we in our organization we call it win the day and to win the day we need a equal participation participation for each and every associate whether he or she is working on the shop floor or office or every uh, anywhere else and believe me this is a tool in through which we were really succeeded succeeded to you know to improve our engagement score of the site and currently we are, we are having an uh, engagement score. Recently we have completed our engagement score and we are in the 95s. and the only thing and only uh, feedback which we got from our associate is the TPM ways of working through TPM ways of working uh, Prashant. This is a so dynamic tool, which I think most of the manufacturing industries are right now practicing the, this tool in the some more another terminologies like operational excellence, business excellence, you know, IL 6s TPM, WCA this binds each and every associate with each other and the tool is designed so intrinsically that diverse diversification and inclusion comes automatically when you start practicing this tool so tpm i think tpm can be a game changer and tpm is a game changer in many of the industries which i have seen in i have working and uh, you believe me i have started this tool here from scratch and i i will tell you that we have we succeeded in a very different angle now our attrition rates are very much controlled. You know, we are able to attract the talent and, you know, we are able to deliver all our KPIs and KAIs in a very scientific manner. And every associate is very much eager to come down to the factory daily morning. If he or she is on leave, they call me, sir, I want to join the factory because I'm missing my factory. So, so such kind of engagement level, we are maintaining our organization.
0: Amazing. Okay.
1: So in the time of pandemic, you know, in the time of pandemic, also Prashanti will not believe and the listener would also not believe. But this is a fact that every associates were calling me down, sir, I want to go to factory. Don't worry. I will be be taking care of myself. Allow me to go to a factory and I am eager to work for my organization. So this kind of, you know, affections, love and care we have prepared in our organization that everybody was on the toe to come down to the factory even in the time of pandemic situation. But we were, you know, due to the protocol by the government and all, we were restricted to do that. We were operating in a very scientific way. But still, I think, that is a part in which for which every industry is waiting. When your associate is so much engaged, so much ready to contribute, that you can deliver excellence, whatever. And we are
0: delivering the excellence, Prashant. Believe me. This is the perfect <laughs> That's nice, Sandeep. That's so nice. And uh, along with the much-needed changes that need to take place in recruiting procedures, mm-hmm. employee retention, engagement, Efficient and effective training and development systems play a vital role. Mm-hmm. So, what is the take on it, and how can an organization leverage technology to do it?
1: Okay, right. So, uh, I think uh, looking at the current technology level, definitely uh, any organization should leverage that tools and techniques you know to attract the talent at the time of onboarding only, because you know the onboarding time here we uh, call it as a first 15 days, because. After onboarding, the 15 days is the period in which, you know, any organization can create an impact on the, you know, environment and other facilities or on the anything, anything which he or she is looking down to join the organization. So we can start this uh, activity uh, during the onboarding also, right? Prashant, why, why do we start all this activity after on getting it, getting them on, on board? So what where we have started that during the onboarding activity only, when we are interviewing the people, we put and we put down a very clear picture in terms of uh, not technologically but we have designed our interview panel team panel or technical team panel in such a way that you know at the time of interviewing the candidate we put we consciously make an effort to give a exact flavor and you know exact recipe of our organization so that the interviewer can feel that you know feel that essence of an organization so i would not say that we are leveraging the technological advantage but yes we are like leveraging the skills we are leveraging the scientific ways of working we are leveraging the very advanced methodology of recruiting with the help of our HR partners and with this I think we will be moving to next level in terms of technological technological upgrade which we are working with our global team members because they are working with some uh, kind of tools which will definitely help to the onboarding persons in the way of technology is moving with the help of some great tools we are in process uh, to acquire their tools but yes All these things we are practicing right now at our current, uh, you know, organizations.
0: Okay, I'm moving on to the last question. Last, but definitely not the least, is the global competition. Given the substantially Mm -hmm. lower labor cost paid by manufacturers outside the Western world, Mm -hmm. how can an organization create an engaging environment that is able to maximize the productivity, innovation and commitment of every single employee within each department? just to counteract the lower labor costs enjoyed by the foreign competition.
1: Yeah, right. So uh, Prashant, I think this is a very important aspect because every industry, you know, is striving hard to cut down their bottom lines, cutting the corners from every angle which can be done. So they told you that one thing is very much required at this time is automation. If a company can move towards an auto automation, it will be nothing like that because with automation, you could not only cutting down the numbers, you are, you are also minimizing the risk of manual interventions of, on your equipment because with automation, the crew size will be decreased. Definitely the cost, cost is going to be decreased. Also, you are uh, taking care of society by you know eliminating the accidents on the shop floor. So you are equally responsible for the society also. Second thing is that Prashant, here we call it as a think global and act local, right? So yeah. it, is, it is not like that what something in the, you know, in the U.S. market is going on, we can directly uh, get that recipe and roll it down to the India market. Also. It will not work. So here we call it as a think global, but act local. So we used to get the concept from the global market, like you told, maybe it's from Eastern birds any, anywhere, Europeans and from U.S. But after coming down to India at our R&D center, we used to, uh, you know, think locally that Will this recipe or formula will be suitable to Indians as a in consumer inside team? So we act accordingly and we do when we do lots of tweaks in that recipe and we of course the cost is one part and a very important factor. Looking at the competition, that we want to be a very cheaper, but not at the cost of quality. The quality is a paramount to us, and without hampering the quality, we are striving hard to deliver to our customer what exact requirement because we are in the food industry and our and customers are like, you know, majorly kids because uh, the lots of cakes are being eaten by cake, uh, kids and the, uh, you know, gravies and sauces are in the hotel restaurant. So we don't want to cut down on the quality. But with these two important facts like think global, act local, we are able to do that. And of course, towards automation, we are moving and we are cutting down the Okay,
0: Okay, so that was so insightful. Thank you so much, Sandeep, once again, for pouring your thoughts on this question. And I think that's it from my end. And I really had a wonderful time talking to you, hearing a lot of things from you as well. Whatever you have shared with us, I'm sure that it will take a long way to a lot of our listeners. In my belief, grasping the learning what you have shared today can make a difference in somebody's life. And that itself is a good achievement for us. Thanks a lot again. Wishing you all success, Sandeep. Thank, Thank you, Prashant, very much
1: for providing me the opportunity to you know showcase my thoughts on the such a
0: Beautiful platforms
1: looking forward for the same. Thank you very much.